All right, and welcome back to another episode of Visionary Living, the podcast. And uh, my goal today, this is, this is the host, Rico, or Rico from Puerto Rico. <laughs> um, and my goal today is to um, create value for people in the, in the way that they can have power in their lives and actually manifest and create their lives effectively. So today I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Michelle. Michelle, why don't you introduce yourself? My name is Michelle Alva. And I'm super grateful to be here. Thank you for having me, Rico. And well, my passion is guiding people, being a catalyst, a facilitator to transform chronic pain, tension, stress in their bodies into lightness, ease, more feeling of love pulsating through our bodies and freedom. Awesome. Um, so we definitely have a very interesting topic today. Today is uh, mind and body freedom. So how to release yourself from um, past traumas uh, that we're carrying on with us. So um, stay tuned and thank you guys for listening. So uh, welcome back to another episode of Visionary Living. Uh, Visionary Living is a podcast that I've created and uh, the purpose of the podcast is to feature guests and to have conversations about um, times in their life where they used their vision of the end result of something that they wanted to create in their life as a guiding light and as a motivating tool in order to overcome circumstances and to even overcome opportunities to then get to that vision and that uh, exact place that they were looking to be. So um, today, uh, I, like, I just want to kind of maybe go deeper into your background. Um, what is it exactly that we're talking about when we say mind and body freedom and how do you achieve that? Yeah, so a lot of us are living out from our programming as children, even in utero, we are affected by the physiology of our mom, those nine months. And then as we are growing up, we're so open, especially birth to seven years old. And the way that we are treated by our caregivers, our primary caregivers, basically is how we live out our adult lives. And so many of us have no idea that that's what we're doing. Uh, for me personally, I have had the biggest challenge of really opening myself up in a relationship, a romantic relationship with a man. And in the past, my father left when I was 12. And so I didn't understand mm. why I kept creating um, pushing people away that wanted to love me. Mm. And later on, you know, I was married for a long time. And then I, you can't have a relationship with someone that's viable and thriving 
when you're guarded and you're holding and you're not allowing love mm-hmm. in within yourself. Yeah. So I had no idea actually why I was creating the sabotaging and the avoiding. And after therapy and lots of healing approaches, mm-hmm. um, I was like, wow, it's amazing how much I struggled with that because of my programming as a child. You know, mm-hmm. the things that I that I interpreted was how I wasn't lovable. Can you believe I thought I wasn't lovable? <laughs> and I didn't feel that I was actually worthy of love mm-hmm. and that I actually thought you get love from someone. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so that made me realize, you know, wow, oh my God, you know, if I'm working in healing, I wonder how can I be of service other than just being a physical therapist and working with people's muscles, bones, and joints and their pains, Mm -hmm. how a lot of our pains are actually caused by those hurts that we've interpreted as children. Yeah. And you know, I I speak about this a lot and I don't think that a lot of people take into account how powerful it really is our conditioning as a child. And, um, and a lot of people aren't aware uh, on the surface, like they might be surface aware, but they're not deeply aware of what those traumas are, what that conditioning is, what those belief systems that are in place are. And as soon as we open up our eyes or um, our third eye even and start to actually look and at inward at ourselves, at our behavior patterns, then we can start to develop and then we can actually start to move forward. So that's very powerful stuff that you're speaking into. Yeah, something else that's coming up is that I thought there was something wrong with me for so many years because I had everything I could ask for. Mm. I had a degree, you know, I was licensed physical therapist at age 22, Mm. healthy, thin, vegetarian, Mm. husband (laughs) is amazing. And yet inside, I I wasn't really happy. Mm. And I thought there was something wrong with me. And I kept playing that record inside Mm. of me. There's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me. And what is happiness? You know, what, how do I find it? And so I think I took so many courses and trainings and certifications <laughs> looking for it outside of myself. Right. And the last thing that I've gone into is myself and just sitting with my shit, right. you know, sitting with all the avoidance that I was having because I think I was ashamed that I had so much hurtness or I was protecting myself from myself mm-hmm. so well that the last uncharted territory was to meditate and Mm -hmm. be, Mm -hmm. and then everything was uncovered. And so it's been a journey. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so definitely (laughs) it definitely feels like healing is your path, you know? Um, And it seems like you do what different modalities for healing. What's um, well, it's interesting because the word healing, I actually don't like to use that word because it connotates that there's something you need to heal. Mm -hmm. So after being a healing junkie and actually thinking (laughs) I I wasn't good enough and I needed to heal something, what I've come to realize now is really, this is more about reframing your past Uh and actually looking at your past instead of saying, I have something to heal. It's more like now it's about, wow, you know, I had all this traumatic hurtful suffering events, mm-hmm. how, did, how can that actually be fertilizer for me to grow? So now I look at it as empowerment. I am an empowerment facilitator mm-hmm. and we transform our shit into fertilizer to grow. Mm-hmm. And shit, I like that. Shit stands for strengthen, heal, imagine something new and thrive. So wow. basically I'm a farmer. I like that. Yo, you got some really cool uh, little uh, analogies. <laughs> well, well, it's about having, making it fun and mm-hmm. making it 
not so heavy because I used to be really hard on myself. And this, I used to be that person of what's wrong with me? Mm. Why can't I get through this and be hard on myself? But that's not the feminine. That's not going to help me to and actually you know, become more whole. I actually want to speak into that. Um, so there's something called the reticular activated system. Have you heard of it? Yes, of course. Yeah. So the reticular activated uh, system, for those who have not heard of it, um, it's the part of your mind that, that is the initial filter of awareness, right? So uh, our brain can comprehend so many different things, all the bits of information that are, exist around in our immediate environment. And our brain is uh, going to be overwhelmed by all that stimuli unless it starts to condense the information. So what happens is it'll start to compress all the information. You see plant and your mind will automatically fill in leaves and you're not going to actually start to examine each leaf and see which one is burnt and which one's living and how fresh, it, you know, like you don't have the time to act. So it just fills in the space for you. Right. And so the reticular activated system in, in the mess that is all of that information, it starts to highlight whatever you're training it to identify first. So it starts like the first thing that you become aware to is what you're training yourself to be aware of like period. negative things <laughs> or positive things. Right. Well, like, what I did, my mom tells me, she's like, you don't remember anything great that I did for you. You only bring up the bad stuff. Well, yeah, I think that most of our conditioning in society, I think that we've been conditioned to look for the bad. Mm -hmm. And therefore, our reticular activated system is now focused on, uh, okay, what's going wrong? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, and so yeah. then the first thing that we see, whether it's in relationship and business and friendship, what have you, right? Well, the first thing that we see is, oh my God, that's what you're doing wrong. And so we'll point it out because what there's nothing else that we're aware of in that moment except for what's going wrong and what you could do better or what you could do right. And so then we give feedback, right, about what's wrong, but we don't really acknowledge enough. Like how aware are you of uh, a person's strength? How aware are you of a person's contribution? Like how often do you acknowledge them for what they've done right instead of what they've done wrong. I mean, Today I live so much with gratitude. Gratitude is such a big part of my life. I'm daily grateful every morning. Every time I go to the bathroom, actually, I have this technique to teach my clients yeah. to sit and pee pee looking up <laughs> like this because we spend so much time looking down. So oh my God. when I wee wee, I go like this. I'm really proud of this. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I look up and I thank God. And I, and I ask myself, what am I grateful for right now? So every time I go to the bathroom, which you want to be happy in the bathroom because then you'll have a better bowel movement. Hey, so, and cool. it's important because so many of my clients are constipated and they have anxiety and they're tense. Mm. And so I thought, well, why don't we create a ritual in the bathroom? Hey, that's cool. So I look forward to going to the bathroom. <laughs> You know, and being I, grateful, it changes my whole neurochemistry, you know. Yeah, so. it's, no, it definitely sounds uh, like with practice that, we, that would make some <laughs> transformations in people. <laughs> yeah, so I get these injections. I inject myself with gratitude throughout the day. Yeah. So I'm focused more now on what I'm grateful for. This is why I was talking mm -hmm. about this. My reticular activating system is now. So I'm constantly being grateful for people, my friends, mm -hmm. and I attract more awesomeness into my life mm -hmm. ever since I'm more like that than what's wrong with me? Why am I like that? Because <laughs> right. that didn't help me to grow. I was really tired of myself yeah. in the past. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I just wanted to really quickly piggyback off of what you said about the bathroom and looking up because we look down so often. And I remember when I was younger, maybe like seven years ago, and I was walking my dog and we were, you know, walking outside and I realized that 
same principle. Like as I was walking, I was staring at the floor and I was like, wow, how often am I always looking down? I need a reason to look up, you know? And so whenever, whenever I walk my dog, I'd make it a point to look at the stars. Mm. And so for me, it was just watching the stars, watching the sky. And, um, and I made that a habit for a little bit, but I've forgotten it. And I really appreciate you for reminding me. So thank you. Thank you. Um, and then, yeah, so it's cool that you were able to switch the focus that, uh, of your reticular, reticular activated system, um, from self beat up to like empowerment, you know, or, or gratitude. Um, and I think that, that a lot of people who say like, you know, write a gratitude journal and, you know, be in gratitude all the time, you know, that feeling of gratitude. I think that that's very important because it really is conditioning us and our reticular activated system to see things. So mm-hmm. what are we seeing? What do we practice most? Yeah. All right. And um, that's freedom because we shackle ourselves every time we are negativizing ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are love which I've come to understand is I am love, you are love, we are love. And so the more things we can do that align us with our nature, mm-hmm. we are free because we get to be ourselves more. Yeah. So when we judge, when we analyze, when we criticize, we're actually making ourselves less of what we truly are. And today, this is where I really feel I'm more of who I really am meant to be and, mm. and who I really truly am, which mm. is love. And so I'm not living in the programming of negativity which is a program. When you're born, you're pure love. Babies are all yes. love. Yep. So we're just coming back to our roots. Honestly, I love reminding people that, you know, when people have lost faith in humanity and people have lost faith in other people, you know, I remind them, like, think of a child and think about where we've come from. We don't, we're not born with discrimination. We're not born with these belief systems of limitation or fear even. We're not born with fear. We're very curious. We put everything in our mouth. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it could be scissors and we're like, ah, you know, and it's, it's not until we learn the hard way that then we slowly start to be conditioned to then fear or to, to resist, you know, and to live in a state of resistance isn't truly thriving. Yeah. That's the constipated. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, I guess whatever shows up emotionally and energetically will show up physically in our bodies. You totally. know? So that's what mind and body, you know, speaking into mind and body, since that's the topic, you know, doing, having been in leadership programs and seeing like how these sh- shifts in perspective affect people. I've seen people walk into a training with like hunchback, almost like the way of being that was like, like, I don't know how to explain that. Some people might say humble. I would say more like broken or like, you know, broken spirit. And they walk in there and their posture, their physical body. is Well, it's interesting. The heart is behind. Right. So they're guarded. They're protecting. Makes sense. Yeah. And then through, you know, however many days of a program they go through and they see all these leadership concepts. And by the end of it, I swear, they look like a whole new person. Their posture is different. Some people who had a very quiet voice can now speak at a higher volume than they've ever been able to speak before. And all it is, is a shift in perspective. So when you change your mind, it literally, literally changes your body Mm -hmm. from body language to tonality to just all in all being. And there's this uh, video on a TEDx talk where they have this power pose that if you stand for two minutes, mm-hmm. you lower your cortisol by 40%. Wow. 
Wow. The power pose. Yeah. That's cool. You just stand and yeah. like a Y, like Y in the YMCA. Yeah. <laughs> so we can shift our physiology by our posture too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. And you know, I actually speak into the reverse too, because the mind can affect the body. So does in reverse. I've actually heard um, where if you start to practice posture and you start mm -hmm. to practice certain physical, physiological changes, it'll actually kind of uh, guide your mind into a new thought system. Yeah, that's why we do the E3 breath in the Alva method. It's extension, expansion, and elongation. So I've created different exercises based on my physical therapy background to teach people how to have their fascia, the fascia is the sheet that covers all our organs. Mm -hmm. So if I have had, uh, you know, if I've gotten hurt in the past, I'm going to guard myself. So literally the, the exercise is putting your body in the most open posture. So we practice being vulnerable, being available, being expanded, mm. which in the past, I think a lot of us are keeping ourselves small, mm. totally projecting here, <laughs> you know, being scared and staying safe. So this forces you yourself out of yourself, right. uh, literally. Uh, so that's, that's cool. We're talking about that. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about the Alva method. That, is that something you've coined or is that something else? Uh, yeah, it, it's all about, I was just wanting to share this with people. Um, you can probably how. share it after. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, the <laughs> Alva method, basically, um, I was telling Michelle Villalobos, I don't know if you know who she is. She's amazing, this marketing no, guru, mm -hmm. what I do. And, and like, I've, I've taken so many different trainings and she, I rolled up, she said, you know, what do you do? And I said, well, I've created this approach that integrates physical therapy um, neurolinguistic programming, hypnosis, mm. shamanism, uh, you know, psyche I've learned and, and all these different things. And she's like, oh my God, you know, mm -hmm. why don't you just call it the Alva method with your name? Yes. And I thought to myself, well, you know, I, I didn't want to label something because that kind of reduces it. But she, I thought, well, Joseph Pilates created the Pilates method exactly. and Robin McKenzie, the, the McKenzie method. Right. We need a woman, you know, to put some name on it. And anyway, since I've done that, I, I, I was like, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that suggestion. People have been inviting me to these summits and interviews. And I felt, uh, you know, who am I to name something with my name? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of funny because in the past people have said, you know, oh God, here she goes again, talking about the Alva method, her method. But the method is actually just a reason, is, is an attempt to put something that you really can't put into words into some type of word. Into a practice. Yeah. And um, it is very methodical in the sense of the process that you go through. It's a mm -hmm. journey of self-discovery. Mm -hmm. And it's actually all about you. It is not about me per mm -hmm. se. Mm -hmm. I'm your guide. I'm your facilitator. So if you want to get to know your soul, if you want to get to know your expansiveness, mm -hmm. your lightness, if you want to get to know your authentic self, be more intuitive, be more orgasmic, um, mm -hmm. and be more connected, it will guide you there. And it's foolproof because it's based on science. It's brilliant. So mm -hmm. when people hear that, it's almost like too good to be true for people. And so I've, I've, discovered this way for people with an eight out of 10 chronic pain for years, mm -hmm. if they're open to it and they're willing, they can literally clear their pain in one session. Wow. So I thought everybody would be running for this, you know? And <laughs> well, I find that when people think it's too good to be true, they don't run for it. You know, there's, but there's that's what I've discovered is how people almost, they want to 
think something bad about it or right. bad about me or right. you know, take it out on me. And what, what my, um, what drives me is that I myself was in therapy for like seven years and I literally think I got tired of my story mm. and I started noticing, I don't really see the leaps and bounds and what, if we're doing something for seven years, uh, therapy, psychotherapy, you know, there's something wrong if you're like, if I have someone who's still in pain, yeah. um, after even two, three sessions, I, I think I'm not doing a good enough job. Um, and so I've, I've learned that, I think a lot of us are suffering from living heaven on earth possibility. We think that earth is hell or earth is all about suffering and pain. And in reality, we've just allowed our ego to dominate our reality. And so when you honor your truth and have the courage to say yes to really loving yourself more and believing that the world is a good place. I believe God loves us. I do believe that there is this creative force mm -hmm. um, that I don't know exactly what it is, but I know that we're all interconnected. We're all one. And mm -hmm. I have more and more realized that I'm worthy of having an amazing life. I'm worthy of um, receiving the love that I am fully and, and in a partner in the future. You know? hey, yeah. um, and so I think we struggle with that. A lot of us, because there is a lot of suffering in the world. And so like, who am I to have an amazing life and live in Cuscain and <laughs> go see the sunrise in the morning? And you know, uh, I definitely want to speak into that too, because you said like, who am I to coin the album method or to put my name on it? But if you really think about a lot of the things that are, that exist in our society, like, you know, how many Watts is the light bulb? the guy who invented or discovered wattage you know or who defined wattage his last name was watts you know what i mean like there's so many things in our our culture that the only way that we could identify them is with our names you know and uh i think because i'm a woman i felt i have felt in the past as a latina woman with two brothers that the man is supposed to do that. Uh, yeah. I had That's the programming. Who am I as a woman mm -hmm. to be empowered? Who am I as a woman to talk about sex? You know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. be saying that she, I love sex. You know, yeah, <laughs> who am I as a woman it. to say a lot of things, right. to even speak up as a woman? Who am I? So yeah. there's inner struggle I've had to, believe me, just to sit here has been a journey yeah. to have the confidence that, I, that I'm worthy of sharing something and that I even have the permission. Mm -hmm. Because in physical therapy, you're not a, I mean, that's not something you do what you learn. You take courses and then you teach, you apply them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's not something in physical therapy, I think that you're really welcome to, hey, invent your own or integrate your own <laughs> or integrate it with shamanism and tantra. And that's not welcomed. Uh -huh. You know, there's a lot of regulations and there's a lot of rules and there's a right, lot of right, standards. And, right. you know, so it's very much. And, you know, I, I can actually relate a lot to, to a part of that, you know, because um, I have a very unique laugh. You know, it's definitely uh, loud for one, you know, obnoxious, maybe even, but <laughs> natural for sure. Like I can't, I'm not trying to force it. I get a lot of, t a lot of people say like, is that real? Like, what do you mean? Is that real? Like what's a fake laugh? Who <laughs> fake laughs, you know, but uh, it's a unique laugh nonetheless. And I've gotten uh, so many comments on it and I had a lot of requests to put it up uh, as a ringtone. Like, oh man, that would be a fun ringtone. And so um, for a long time, I was like, who the hell am I to put my laugh on a ringtone? That's so almost conceited. You know what I mean? Like, oh and I had all these stories around it. And finally, after like the hundredth person said, oh, is that a ringtone? You just make that a ringtone. 
I just took it as the universe talking to me. And uh, it's up on iTunes. <laughs> you can search Rico's laugh and look it up. Um, and I had to break through that conversation and get to a point of like, yes, I am worthy of putting it up, you know, and, and I've gotten feedback. I've had, I've had people say like, hey, I use it as an alarm in the morning and I wake up laughing and it's great. Oh, it brings great. joy. You know what I mean? Oh. So I have the gift of joy and I don't, I have to stop fearing that. Well, a lot of us are scared of joy. Mm-hmm. So the highest form of happiness. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. So that we actually, I think, are allergic sometimes to emotions mm-hmm. like joy yeah. and, and orgasmic bliss. You know, when you I ask people. To be allergic. <laughs> well, we're doing our best. And that's the part where because we don't see it a lot mm-hmm. everywhere, mm-hmm. we tend to habituate to the suffering and the misery. It's yeah. normal for us that. So when I see a joyful, open, conscious, loving man, thank you. (laughs) We were like, okay, is he real? Is he real? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for being you. Uh Thank you. Yeah. I'm the guy that's like in the train and like everyone's got their headphones on, they're staring at their iPhones or phones or whatever. And everyone's just in this like resting bitch face. And I'm like, hey man, how's it going? What's your name? Yeah, my name's Rico. Rico from Puerto Rico. It's good, you know? <laughs> and I mean, I'm just being playful with people, you know? And, and usually, like, even yesterday, I was on the airplane. And, uh, you know, a lot of people will get into the airplane seats and they'll do that same thing where they look at you. They make give you that nod with the eyebrows, like as if the eyebrows are like some form of like, hey, I acknowledge you, but I got nothing to say to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they'll sit down. And then for three hours, you're like trying not to talk in confined in these seats. You know what I mean? And someone's sleeping on your shoulder, <laughs> you know, and, and I don't, I like to break the ice. So as, as soon as they approach the seat, I'm like, Hey, how's it going? My name's Rico. What's up? Where are you going? You're going home. You're on a trip. And instantly I, I could see like the attend, uh, flight attendants watching us. Mm-hmm. Like what's going on over there? Who are those people? Do they know each other? Like, no, we're total strangers, but we're friends now Yeah. because it doesn't take much to open up that door it just takes the initial push and a lot of people aren't willing to push it i'm like hey what's it what's going on in here (laughs) where's the party why am i not invited (laughs) you know what i mean Uh, it helps me a lot to to remember energy that we are all one Mm -hmm. so when i look at everyone i i feel they're all me Mm. you know can i i really want to share something because So I have this idea that I want to create. I don't know if I want to make it a meditation or if I want to make it like a film or maybe both, you know, or an Mm -hmm. experiential exercise. I don't know what I want to do with it yet, but I know that I want to impact people's perspective. And so the way that I wanted to do that was by telling a story about reincarnation. And the point of the story isn't to have people believe that reincarnation is real. No, it's to land a lesson that maybe people could utilize in their lives. And so uh, we go through this story where, you know, maybe you start off as a dog, you know, and you go through the life of a dog and first you're a puppy and, you know, maybe you, you know, run away from home and you get picked up off the street, thrown in a shelter, Um, you know, then you get resold to a fam, to a woman, you know, Mm -hmm. who loves you and gives you a good home. One day that woman comes home and is crying. So like you get to be a dog and see the emotional aspect of how you support a human being in their own Mm -hmm. emotional turmoil. You know what I mean? Um, and that woman's crying or whatever, fast forward, dog dies. Now, dog gets reincarnated or the spirit of the dog gets reincarnated now as the woman who adopted him. Mm. And then you go through the life of this woman and, you know, start off as this little girl and maybe she had like a a really strict upbringing and uh, maybe a rough childhood started to hang out with the wrong people. And then one day she adopts a dog, you know, and you show how the one spirit is now going through two journeys that are both interconnected. 
Mm-hmm. And she adopts a dog from a shelter and it becomes her best friend. And she takes care of that dog. And one day she gets raped and she comes home and she's distraught and she's crying. And the dog is there consoling her. And that's that moment in the dog's life that we highlighted. You know? oh, wow. And we go on through life and then boom, she passes away. And now we come back as this boy. And we go through this boy's life and, you know, you go through his hardship and he's like living in the hood and he starts hanging out with the wrong people, maybe getting into drugs. One day he rapes this girl. Oh, wow. Whoa. Can you imagine if you were every person in another life and that every time you passed away, because time doesn't exist the way that we think it is, we think it's linear. But what if as, as soon as you pass away, you can come up in any point in time in history as any person in time. And in that perspective, then where is that correlate? You know, like, and if we could really, if I could land that in a meditation or if I could land that in an experience where people would get, how am I treating other people? Because how am I treating myself in another life? Mm, How am I treating myself in another another life? life? It's almost like you get to be selfish. You just get to get that you are every other person too. So go ahead and be selfish. Well, I think compassion, I have, have so much more compassion I would get frustrated thinking, why isn't everybody wanting to clear their pain? Mm. You know, and that was really cool. The more I put out these videos and share and then to see how people don't move (laughs) in that direction. Uh, Of course, the people that generally come to me are people that have been going to acupuncture, chiropractic, physical therapy. They've been doing everything and they're still in pain. Mm -hmm. And then they find me somehow and they're really ready And it's interesting because the readiness is magical, the Mm -hmm. willingness and the readiness. And Lord knows for me, there's certain things I've been procrastinating because I, but I've been choosing to do that. It's interesting because that one shift, we're so powerful that when we decide to really do something, Mm -hmm. we find that person, we fall into that Yelp page or that Google, you know, and it's really magical how all of us, are co-creating all these experiences and you never know when you're going to be placed in that other position Mm. you never know just your life can change like that Mm -hmm. in an instant Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to the degree that it could get worse Mm -hmm. in an instant Mm -hmm. it could also be more yeah miraculously yeah Yeah, i learned that too is that that life is not fixed and i feel like people like to feel like it is Mm -hmm. and themselves too they like to feel like they are fixed Mm -hmm. you know and so there's no change it's always going to be this way but the truth is change is the only thing that's constant and it can happen fast or slow mm-hmm. in, a, in a moment. Your life could be upside down, you know? Yeah. So I definitely agree with that. And I, I thank you for bringing that up. You know? arf, arf. <laughs> <laughs> so real quickly, I just want to bring us back to visionary living. Do you have a story that you could share with us where you used your vision of the end result of something that you wanted to manifest or create in your life? And that you followed that vision to overcome circumstances and overcome challenges to finally ultimately use it as an inspiration and get there to that destination mm-hmm. and succeed. Did, mm-hmm. Do you have a story prepared for us like that? Yeah. I mean, I always, I started yoga when I was 17. I went to this class and there was this little man and he looked like he was 80 years old and it was a Bikram yoga class and mm-hmm. he was in Downward Dog and there were these little sweaty I remember seeing his sweat in the back of his speedos and thinking he's so healthy, you know, this yoga thing. And Mm -hmm. that was years ago, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
I was then, then I became a physical therapist and I worked with people and I just felt there was something missing with my job as far as reaching people. As a physical therapist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We never talked about the biology of belief and how our beliefs affect our pain and how we hold traumas in our tissues and knowing yoga before graduating, Mm -hmm. I felt, you know, prana, energy, mind, body. So in the physical therapy world, it was more body linear reductionistic newtonian 3d right is all muscle bone joints it's great because i learned kinesiology biomechanics science of movement which is important yeah but i i judged it as it's not enough you know why aren't we working with people's emotions somehow or why aren't we working so i i had this vision of creating something that would actually work with the whole person all at once Mm -hmm. and so today uh so basically what I had looked for was working at a place that I could be more a yoga teacher, mm-hmm. a, a mindfulness teacher, an integrative medicine person. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did find a job at a, at a center that, that is an integrative medicine center. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I manifested that. But then I learned quickly that there's rules, you know, when you're in a mm-hmm. corporate setting and mm-hmm. And that I, I couldn't be caged in that, that healing, this whole thing about healing or, or transformation, it's really not linear. Mm-hmm. And yet so much of what's out there is very linear. Right. Even like psychotherapists are not allowed to touch their clients. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to share anything really personal. So I started to realize how boxed in different healing approaches are or healthcare methods right? Um, and how it, it really delays it's all regulated transformation right because we're not that we're one mm-hmm. so the fact that i cannot connect uh, or share my soul with a person like share authentically things that are coming up in their session right would reduce the flow <laughs> would reduce the flow of that rapid healing right so um they eventually then the Ava method was born hey. <laughs> and uh, I am an entrepreneur. And so you mixed the body and the mind and emotional body. And the energetic body too. Right. Wow. And especially with Tantra, the sexual energy aspect, which a lot of approaches don't include yeah. your genitals <laughs> <laughs> right, in the picture. Right, right. And yet that is the most <laughs> powerful. That yeah. Is, yeah. And that's the most powerful place in your body, pretty much. I mean, your heart is the most electromagnetically charged placed oh yes but if your genitals are not open meaning that if there's only shame and guilt and and you know contractedness at your root Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to feel the the expansive amazing force of your heart Mm. um, and And, all of the rest of you and you know uh just because you touched on it i want to highlight it the electromagnetic field of the heart we actually have two electromagnetic fields um or at least that are we produce two different electromagnetic fields. One is from the heart, which is 10 times bigger or greater or stronger than the one that we have the in brain. the brain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's very important to highlight that just because there's a lot of um, theories that I won't get into today, but a lot of theories that I have about the human body and about human evolution and consciousness um, that have to do with these two electromagnetic systems kind of playing together and integrating so the heart is a big part of this work mm-hmm. and at the end i heart hug my clients and Chin to I, the call right. them, I call them tantra hugs too because yeah. we whole body hug whole body energy hugs so they're okay. called energy hugs heart hugs um and then and it's so powerful it's so healing 
so powerful. I, I always uh, I learned from somebody. I forget who it was at this point, but uh, chins right, hearts unite. So Aww. when you hug, because your heart is on the left side of mm-hmm. your chest, when you hug someone, if you put your chin to the right and you go right right, because a lot of times we're so used to left left. Mm-hmm. So chin right, hearts unite. I like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I think you wanted to show uh, maybe do some like an angel card thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so you can close your eyes. All right, so explain a little bit first for people who don't know what that is. Well, when a client comes in to see me, even if it's over the phone, angel cards, everything is happening on purpose for us. Mm -hmm. And there's something really magical when you you create an intention and you ask. So today I'm asking, what is the message that our viewers, our listeners benefit the most from? Mm -hmm. And so Rico, if you can give us the honors and tell me when to stop shuffling the cards. Okay. Um, Two more shuffles. That's a stop. You can pick it. And I pick the top one. Mm-hmm. So right. this is the message. All right. So the message is clarity. Woohoo. Um, and the little book is right here. Clarity. Oh, yeah. Isn't that amazing that we're talking about freedom and we get clarity? Sure. So this is one of the first places that we oh, go with this, everyone the Alba method is we're, we're allowing clarity. spirit to guide us. We're allowing that inner voice clarity. that is guiding everything, the force of creation Uh, So drawing this card can indicate you could be too close to your issue. You may have allowed your ego or emotions to cloud your inner knowing. Mm. Take a step back. Detach and then look at the larger picture to see clearly. Remember to ask for clarity. State your issue precisely and unemotionally. Then release it to the universe. Do you really want to see clearly? Mm. Have you been pulling the wool over your eyes, fooling yourself? What is it that you don't want to see? Mm. When this card appears, it is time to take off the blinders and see things as they really are. Take the time to see the larger picture from all angles. Mm. There may be more here than meets the eye. Once understood, you may move forward more easily. Perhaps it is time to clarify a situation with another. Evaluate situations with complete honesty. You may want to change the way you see things rather than trying to change the things you see. Oh, wow. The word ear is contained in the word clear. Listen with your inner ear to help you see clearly. Wow, that's powerful. And um, if you don't mind, when I picked the card, a card fell out. And I would. Was it awareness? Yes, it was. So that's, I just wanted it because I'm the type of person that I yeah. think that everything happens for a reason. And it's not coincidence that when I pick Mm -hmm. one card, another one pops out. So let's hear that one. When you choose awareness, pay attention. Mm -hmm. Be mindful of what is going on around you. Awareness encompasses all planes of consciousness and indicates a need to be watchful for messages symbolically, spiritually, and physically. Mm -hmm. This card signifies a time to gather knowledge. Find out all you can. Knowledge is power. Get all the facts and don't give your power away. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to details. Don't overlook the little things. Fast changes often follow complete awareness. Mm. Look at your options carefully, not just the obvious ones. Consider the larger picture and long-term effects. Mm. Be informed of all that is taking place. Then act consciously from a place of knowingness. This is a time for careful watchfulness. Don't stick your head in the sand. See things as they really are. Mm. When you are present in the moment, Awareness sparks new possibilities. Mm. This is a wake-up call on all levels, personally and globally. 
Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Um, so clarity and awareness. And, and awareness is a massive part of the work that I do with me people. Too. Me too. And clarity. Yeah. So it's amazing. Couldn't I mean, help but attract it. I have a workshop called Successful Awareness. Wow. And the whole purpose of it is to become aware to those behavior patterns that you have when it comes to intimate relationships and sexuality. Um, so I think that that's very interesting that that kind of popped up and then clarity. I, I mean, I have an exercise in my course where it's, it's designed to provide clarity mm -hmm. for what it is that you want to attain. It's designed to help you mold your vision and see it clearly. Cause a lot of people think that I, I think I feel like a lot of people are looking outside of themselves, mm -hmm. looking for their vision. They're looking for a serendipitous circumstance that would give them what it is that they want, which is the feeling of, of fulfillment. But the truth is, the feeling of fulfillment is something that we bring to our daily actions. It's not something that we find out in the world. Mm -hmm. And if we can actually get that perspective, we might actually feel more fulfilled as a culture and as a community. Yeah, And that's where this E3 breath that I teach, the one where we're expanding and opening our hips, our shoulders, mm -hmm. is about fulfilling your body with oxygen, energy, and feeling fulfilled. So whatever we feel is mm -hmm. what we attract. Mm -hmm. And knowing that, so it all interplays. It's amazing. Mm. And I have this meditation called release and clear mm. and teaching people how to clear the baggage of the past. Cause so many of us are walking around with years of tension in the body. Yeah. Yeah. That is emotional. Right. Right. Related, you know, and, and something else I wanted to highlight, cause you mentioned, you know, um, healing and releasing pain and stress and, and not holding on to and carrying it. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I, I hear too how you highlight how people like don't want to heal or they don't want well, to. Well, it does. Yeah. That it, they resist it's, it. Almost. It's, it's that we're so good at protecting ourselves and keeping ourselves safe. I wouldn't actually shouldn't say they don't want to. Right. I think it's more, we don't know any better. We, we are protecting ourselves well, what I was and we want to be safe. So I was going to say that people maybe don't think they need healing. Mm -hmm. They're not aware that they're in any kind of particular pain or ailment. It's kind of mm -hmm. like the pebble in the shoe analogy. Mm -hmm. You ever heard that that mm -hmm. uh, analogy? There's a pebble in your shoe and it's stuck, you know, it's been there for so long that you get used to it. Yeah, you and, don't know any better. And when you take the pebble out, now it feels uncomfortable like, and weird. So you want yeah. to put it right back. It's almost like we've got so used to, to suffering. Suffering that mm -hmm. if we're not suffering, it feels strange. Mm -hmm. And That's so, why orgasm, you know, when I work with people mm -hmm. teaching them whole body orgasm is almost like people say, I don't even know that I needed to have a sex life with myself, you know, Yeah. and then they didn't even realize it was important, but it affects everything. Right. And like, who am I to have orgasms? Who am I to whole body orgasm? I'm pretty happy and healthy in my life. So is that really that important? Mm -hmm. And that's the part where if you're in chronic pain, then definitely you'll be more motivated to do something. Mm -hmm. But if you're just neutral, it doesn't, people aren't running to go be whole body orgasmic. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's interesting, two weeks ago, I had a, a guest that mentioned you and uh, our discussion was very um, focused on sexuality and using um, uh, masturbation as a tool to heal, um, sexual energy mm -hmm. as a tool to heal. So it's interesting that your name came up and, and here we are talking. So <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and it's just, if you look at the science of masturbation, you know, what happens and mind you, there's sacred masturbation mm -hmm. when I'm, I'm talking about a healthy pleasuring where you're loving, you're actually feeling connection with yourself mm -hmm. because masturbation in and of itself could mean anything. It could be masturbation. I'm addicted and I need to pleasure myself because I'm right. avoiding myself. So there's sacred masturbation where you're 
inviting more connection with yourself mm. and emotions come up and mm. you're deeper, more deeply connected with yourself. And that stimulates oxytocin. Mm. So when you do orgasm, you have a better night's sleep, your headaches will go away. You'll look 10 years younger hey. or 20 yeah. <laughs> and you feel more connected and joyful and happy. That's awesome. So I, I love talking about the science yeah. of these things because I think that's what validates people. It gets the weird, awkward thoughts mm -hmm. out because I, I feel like people make up so many things when we go to sex because it's such a taboo topic. Already. I didn't touch myself till I was 37 years old. Wow. Because of how I was raised and the negative judgment. And I cried the very first time I touched myself. I pleasured myself and I cried because I thought, why did I wait so long? <laughs> this is great. I can't believe I judged myself. What else have I judged? What else have I judged? And I was crying and orgasming at the same time. Or who am I to make myself orgasm? I thought that was only something my husband's supposed to do for me. Wow, that's, I mean, that's fun. Thank you for making that fun. Thank you for being vulnerable and adding humor because that, that is just hilarious. That's well, great. it's the truth. Yeah, no, it's and you know because it made me realize. Oh my God, I've been so judgmental. Mm -hmm. I was so judgmental about a lot of things, and I and I, I have had shame because mm -hmm. of being so judgmental. But I didn't know any better. That's the thing. Like, how could I be so hard on myself if I did my best? And so, mm -hmm. judgment is something I know really well, and also acceptance—the flip side of judgment. Yes. And now I get to serve people. And you know, it's interesting too with, with judgment, uh, you know, I, I think that people are, we pick up our, our behaviors from somewhere, right? It's not just like, oh, this is just who I am. No, like you were conditioned to think like that because as a child, you don't normally have those thought patterns, you know? Well, there's a lot of judgment in my Catholic upbringing. I mean, I was raped when I was 14. And wow. so I judged myself. I'm not a virgin anymore. Wow. So where do I fit in in the whole religion thing? Because you're not supposed to have sex till you're married. Wow, so wow. it really screwed me up. I'm damaged goods. You know, I'm not a virgin. Mm -hmm. And I was only 14 and I didn't, I didn't have the power to, I mean, I, I, I'm, I accept responsibility that I didn't know any better to say, get off me. Right. I don't want this. Right. This is not what I want. So that really hurt. I hurt myself so much by judging myself mm. that I was ashamed that I didn't do anything about it and just froze and so i'm grateful today i can talk about it and i can share and yeah, there's no nothing coming up you know i'm pretty clear um yeah, but how many that's, women that's powerful like and to do are what judging you, themselves to do what you've done to overcome your trauma in such a way where you can have this discussion you now, know yeah, yeah without those the, the painful painful experiences coming with it I I've farted out all those emotions. That's what I say. We fart out our emotions in this work. <sighs> That's funny. Oh, my goodness. You are a funny character. I am so glad to have had you on the podcast. Um, okay. Well, we're kind of coming down to that time frame where we're starting to close our podcast. So I want to open up this opportunity for you to kind of speak into anything that you've got going on. You know, if our viewers or, or our listeners have created any value from what you've shared, you know, I want them to be able to look you up and, and follow you and see what you're up to. And, and hopefully maybe that uh, ability to overcome those past painful experiences, that ability that you've obviously so clearly expressed and showed and demonstrated here. You know, I would love to, to if any of our, our listeners could take away what you've taken away and heal themselves the way you have, then I think it's very powerful to follow you in that, you know. Awesome. So. Yeah. I mean, as I sit here, I, I wonder 
if you're out there and you're just kind of tired of yourself, like I was, or if you have chronic tension anywhere in your body that you've tried different things and nothing seems to really make leaps and bounds, mm-hmm. um, or if you're feeling stuck or blocked, or if you're curious about opening yourself up more and discovering more who you really are, you know, living selfishly, I call it, mm. uh, honoring your heart selfishly. and soul. I like that. Yeah, like if you're not really satisfied and there's something missing. You mind if I take that? I'm going to use that. Soulfish. Yeah, I have the Soulfish Sisterhood on Facebook group, the Sacred Sexual Sisterhood. I like that. Yeah, because I lived for everyone else. Mm-hmm. If you live for everyone else and you're, you're not really, or you feel it's not fair to even ask yourself, what do I want? If right. you think that's being selfish, right. you're actually being soulfish when you connect to your heart and your soul and you and really honor yourself, Mm -hmm. what I've learned is you're really benefiting everyone. Even though people may not like what you wanted to, um, reach out to me. You know, if anything I've said resonates with you or if you're curious or if you want to experience a free 15-minute clarity call with me, Mm -hmm. I offer that. And if you want to experience release in your body, in a way that you're connecting also to your true self, your authentic self, you can go to my website, michellealva.com, and there's a free audio meditation there, release and clear. Mm-hmm. And um, Or if you want to learn more about my events, I have awesome events every month, mm-hmm. and just reach out to me. And um, I also work on the phone. I do one-on-one sessions on the phone and cool. in person. So that's what I have to say. If there's something tickling your heart, tickling your genitals, (laughs) contact (laughs) Michelle. (laughs) Or if you want to have a better sex life too, or have a sex life with yourself or with your partner, um, I can definitely be a catalyst. (laughs) To help that. That's awesome. Thank you for what you do. I appreciate your commitment to healing. Yeah. I just, I really want to be an inspiration for people of what's possible because you know, you, you laugh at me and you, you play with me, mm. but really I was so serious most of my life. I was mm. so not taking myself lightly most of my life. Right. It's only been in like the last week I was <laughs> <laughs> that I was so freaking serious about everything. <laughs> and it's, it's so much fun today. I almost feel like I had this disease, massive disease that I don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't keep it to myself. I can't not speak out and and I actually want to do more. And that's why I am now, um, I have the newest thing is I'm going to start teaching this masterclass online. Mm -hmm. So people all around the world can work with me through a zoom call Mm. once a week for eight weeks. It's called get to the root, embrace your past embody freedom. And it starts August 27th on a Tuesday night at 9 PM. Mm And this is my first attempt to reach a more global market. Awesome. And I'm so nervous hey. because I've never done it before. Let's do it. Um, but people tell me I would love to do whatever with you, you know, yeah. over Zoom. And I'm in London. Yeah, so, yeah. no, that's great. Uh, yeah. I can't believe that, you know, I've had a client in Australia and, and people from Ohio have found me. And <laughs> it's just amazing how it's happening. And I'm just going to keep going with what the universe god mm-hmm. um lord knows i have a big mouth and <laughs> so public speaking is something i really love and sharing and well i definitely wish you the best on that and i'm just sending you. abundance your way with this abundance mudra two fingers Yay. Yeah, two fingers 
<laughs> um, cool. So thank you for sharing. If you want to follow, thank you for having me, M Michelle Alva. It's what michellealva.com, right? Mm -hmm. So follow her. You can look at any of her upcoming stuff on her website. And my YouTube channel also. And yeah. if anybody has any videos, topics that they want me to talk about, there's this really awesome video on YouTube. If you, if you look up squirting Michelle Alva, I'm not squirting in the video, but it's an <laughs> okay. awesome. So many people are interested in this whole concept of squirting. Yeah. Women, men want to know how can right. I get my goddess to squirt? And it's amazing. It has over 2 million views on YouTube. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who would have thought, right? Who would have thought? <laughs> so I almost want to say, well, what do you want to hear? Yeah, you know, what exactly. do you want me to share? Because no, I'm here to for get you. Feedback. Yeah, from the audience and the listeners. Um, cool. So, uh, you know, just to plug some of my things before we close our podcast, um, you know, I definitely want to bring back to the ringtone that I've got on iTunes store coming <laughs> to Android store soon. Um, and, uh, it's called Rico's laugh. You can look that up. It's only like a dollar 29, super cheap and fun. Um, and I, I'm going for at least 10,000 downloads. My goal is a hundred thousand. So let's see how long it takes to get there. I'm committed to getting there one way or another. Um, secondly, I've got my workshop successful awareness. Okay. So it's a one day workshop. Its design is to open up awareness in human behavior patterns. Uh, how does your mind operate? How are you in relationship to these conversations of sexuality and intimacy and freedom? Um, of expression and love. Uh, where did you pick up your conditioning for all of that? And what pain are you holding on to that maybe you don't even realize that you've, you're holding on to the pain? Mm. So this course is really designed to illuminate those things so that then you can know what to work on if you want to do self-development work. Um, and then uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about is Visionary Living, which is the podcast you're listening to right now. And uh, this is the latest episode um, until it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, I've got another guest coming. I believe it's Nora Lynn, and we'll probably be talking about leadership perspectives and, um, and, and all of that. So um, I also wanted to dedicate this podcast to Brenda Rivera, who is my mother. Uh, she passed away when I was 13. Um, and I want my vision of empowering people's lives and bringing joy to people. Um, and I want her memory to live on. I've heard that uh, people die twice. Um, the first time is when they physically die. And then the second time is the last time someone says their name. Mm. so uh, I definitely want to have this be something that extends her life and continues to live on in people mm -hmm. so um, thank you everybody for listening thank you kindly deeply for the time and attention that you've given uh, hopefully I've done my I've provided you guys with value in this podcast me and Michelle today um, my purpose is only to be a contribution to people to humanity and to uplift all beings into empowerment and righteousness and, and just living an authentic empowered life. So mm -hmm. um, hopefully that's what visionary living is doing for you. And if it is, please subscribe so that you can um, you know, tell your friends about it. Don't keep it all to yourself. Yeah. Share this video. I'm serious. Yeah. Let's all amplify. This was awesome and juicy today. It was. Share it, share it, share it, share it, share it and yeah. subscribe. Cause then you get updates on every new episode that comes and we do it every Monday. So. Thank you again. Have a wonderful day, people, and enjoy your week.